All right, everyone, welcome to this AMA on the 6th of January. Uh, just another shout out to some money if you did get a whitelist spot, and that includes both of you council members who based as fuck. Please go and mint ASAP because it's the loudest now, so you're guaranteed you can get a mint at 0.08 ETH um, as opposed to, oh, no, but it's never public's crazy because it's already at like a quarter ETH, free money. Okay, um, well, I hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful restful holiday. Uh, I did for the most part, although I must say that um, frustrated with you know, these pumps happening right now. Uh, sure, this is a hot market, and you know, I, um, I'm trying to be kind of you know, seize all of these opportunities. I mean, we made like ten and a half ETH or something from dogs recently, uh, but I'm I'm sitting here, you know looking at kind of the debt levels and so i'm being a little bit more conservative than i want to be um yeah i'm going to post in the cafe text chat just so you know why so let's go let's go straight into it actually on what we're working on so the next two weeks you are likely to not see much coming out of us because we're working on infrastructure and the infrastructure is the last snapshot vote you know being the most important that we had we broke down that we're now going to be moving into four different funds. Those funds are now available. We're getting them set up. I'm doing Nadia tonight. Uh, Parker's just waiting on his uh, new grid, um, lattice card so he can set up another cold storage wallet for that hardware wallet. And Bella is getting sorted well in the next two days. Um, so there's that admin of getting all of those done properly with security. Uh, we've already done the protocols though. So, for example, uh, let me copy over to you what we are viewing as uh, blue chips, emerging blue chips and stuff like that. Let me get you the list. So, for blue chips, um, based as fuck, Parker, um, if you go and have a look, what I just put in cat calls, you'll see it over there. Okay, so these are what we are working with at the moment. So I'm handling the Yuga ecosystem, the Zuki and the CloneX, um, as well as the archaeological slash emerging blue that are much more kind of meme or art based. So Cryptodes, Punk V1, and Metagenesis. Uh, and then Bella. Um, <laughs> And then Bella is doing Chimpers, Doodles, Pudgy Penguin, the Proof Ecosystems, V Friends, Cool Cats, Meme Land, and World of Woman. Um, we are also we are also looking to upgrade Pudgy Peng. I'm um, sorry, um, Sappy Seals. We're doing a report on them. We're also looking into Goblin Town. Um, and what was the other one, Paul? There was one more that we were looking. At. Sappy Seals. Uh, World of Woman. Oh, Creeps, Creeps, Creeps. Right. So those, yeah, yeah. Of of the list that's not here right now, we're looking at Sappy Seals Creeps, and uh, Sappy Seals Creeps and Goblin Town. Right. Oh, and Renga. Those are the four that we're doing reports on in a hurry. Now, why 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 are we quickly kind of working so fast? What's the focus? We're in a bit of a rally right now. Okay. And this rally is being spurred on by the Yuka, Yuga ecosystem and Azuki. For those who have kind of not been following along, Azuki hits its one-year anniversary on the 12th of January. So there's been quite a pump going on over there. 
And in addition to that, uh, you've got the Yuga trial of Jimmy starting its main process on the 11th. And then on the 18th actually starts the interactive mint. And what's been so interesting over there is that, you know, dogs for the first time are getting really their full companion status because there's only 9,600 dogs. And yet there's four different tiers of minting, right? You can mint just by holding a mutant. You can mint by having a mutant and a dog. You can mint by having a board ape or you can mint by having a board ape paired with a dog. And we know that rarity tends to matter a hell of a lot. Uh, in the in the big blue chips, so people are taking these kind of strategies and things quite seriously. And why we're rushing to quickly get Bella set up with the emerging blue chip is because if ETH stays stable, right, like in the twelve hundred range, and the stock market doesn't go bananas, we will likely see that when this rally of the core blue chips is over, it will start to filter down into. The next level stuff right that's always what happens right all these people have made a lot of money suddenly get very hungry um for like okay cool i've got all these profits where do i take it right and um and so that's why we think it's so important um you know to to have this list ready so that bella has been kind of given by us when we show this list that means that we the council have given her the green light to go and and and, and do what she needs to do quickly in and out in those different things so um, we'll be watching that closely. I'll be watching cryptodes closely because cryptodes always used to be, seems to be remembered, you know, by the big blue chips whenever kind of this kind of market tends to blow up. So uh, this is what we're watching. This is what we're getting set up. This is why you probably won't hear that much from us right now. Like we're not, we're putting the the branding and, and the threads and that kind of stuff a little bit on the back burner because right now it's just you know, we, we keep going back to this point that Parker has brought up to the council numerous times as well. Our main job and mandate from all of you is to make you a lot of money, right? And so, yes, I know some people want reporting and all of that as much as possible, but I think the next two to four weeks, uh, we, we really need to take that job of making you all money very seriously because I do not think we're entering a bull market. I think we're entering a nice little rally. We need to take as much advantage as possible. Uh, and that's that. Um, now, regarding, uh, regarding the actual blue chips, um, you know, I think Artifact is one, one announcement away from a run again. There's been some very heavy FUD over there in consolidation. Uh, and it's kind of like the situation right now of, you know, oh, I hate Artifact, I love Artifact, but, you know, I'm going to go and, you know, focus on Azuki and Yuga. So all the excitement is there. But the moment that cycle is finished, I think, you know, Clonex will have its have its moment as well. Similarly, Doodles and Moonbirds, I think, you know, they're all primed uh, for that. Um, what is concerning me, though, the most is right now is Dogs and Mutants. You know, we sold out. We're, we're, we're not holding any Yuga assets at this moment. And the reason is because I've been watching and I posted the Bendal thing here, but I will, I will screenshot it for anyone who can't see. This is, this is the debt situation in the right now on Bendow, and this doesn't even include NFT Fi. But if we just are to look at um, dates, yeah, yeah, this is important, here we go. So the total amount of locked up debt, who's just bought apes is something like 38 E. 38,000 ETH, okay? And if you look in the last 24 hours, 
or even just the last month, another 156 bored apes have been staked and another 156 mutants. Clonex, on the other hand, Azuki Doodles, they have not been overly subscribing to debt. And so what, unfortunately, and I can see it from the chat going on within some of the board ape whales, they are taking loans against their board apes to go and buy dogs, to go and buy mutants, okay? Which is a bit of a house of card problem. And so, you know, I sold us out at around kind of nine ETH on the dogs. They're now sitting at 12. That is, that is funny enough, the number I expected them to get to on the 11th or even the 18th. So as frustrated I am, I'm pretty bullish. And I'm bullish in the sense that I think we'll have a pullback, at least one more pullback. And it'll be fast. It will likely be a pullback to 10 or 9, just given the fact that, you know, the moment these people are so overly leveraged that the moment it starts to pull out, they will run. Okay. Um, you know, and when I look at the bid walls on Blur, it's the same people bidding. Um, you know, so it makes me very nervous. And so what I think will happen is we will see a pullback, we'll get back in, but now we know where we can expect dogs to go. Because the core strategy I wanted to do with us for Yuga right now was that, you know, we should be buying up as many dogs as possible and then selling them kind of a day before the mint starts, um, you know, 18th, you know, there's an interactive mint. So because I, I, I never try to have strategies where we're the fastest gun, so I don't believe like, you know, we can mint and then quickly get out, you know, with the difference. I'd rather sell the dogs kind of at a two ETH profit each. Um, and then, you know, when mutants pull back, get back into our normal routine of, you know, buying and trading mutants and stuff. So we'll watch that closely. Um, Azuki, I think, you know, we're holding one kind of gray or Azuki right now. I think we will see a continued pump in Azuki until the 12th. So we will likely see Azuki get probably to a 17 ETH floor or something. Again, do your own research. But, you know, what is cool is that a lot of the kind of more grail items in Ozuki are selling. So we bought one. Uh, we will probably flip that. And then, you know, as I say, bounce back into dogs and stuff. So that's me on the blue, blue chip trader, if you will. And then, as I say, I'm watching Punks V1 and Cryptodes because it tends to filter down there as well. And then Bella will be watching all of the different emerging, emerging things. Uh, Now, as, as, as I was saying to the council, you know, why, why is crypto so important? You know, it's primarily because of Gremlin. But what I think is also particularly important is, you know, cryptodes are being dragged along into the other side, right? They're being added to the videos and things. And then on top of that, proof, you know, keeps drawing people back to the attention of Gremlin's art. And he's also connected to nouns. So it just keeps being reminded upon everyone that, you know, Gremlin's best OG work Kind of archaeological art is its cryptodes and i think that's why they always get dragged along um, as we mentioned also in our council word of woman we've we've rushed to get that approved just because it is the quintessential female project female representation female empowerment and all of that and so you know all you need is one kind of narrative to push it along and everyone remembers world of woman as well so we're just getting ourselves primed for the dgens doing their standard dgen thing which is after they make profit you know, um, after they make profit with, with the big blue chip cycle, they will look for other goodies. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that, you know, even if we miss out uh, on some of these movements, we will make it up somewhere else. Why can't I find CryptoPunks? Is it Wrapped Punks? Rap, what's it called, uh, Pearl? Wrapped Punks? Yeah, V1 Wrapped. 
I'm looking on Blur and I can't find it. Thanks. Ah, yes, CryptoPunks. Yeah, no, I can't find it for some reason. Um, blur. You see if you can find them on Blur. Um, also can't find Reddit, Reddit, Reddit Avatar. Can you? How would you? How, how else would you track it? I'm looking on Blur, but I cannot find it. Okay. Well, if anyone knows a hack, maybe I'll just do it via GM. Awesome. Um, cool. Okay. Um, I'm being tagged. Yeah, thank you. But it's, I'm not finding it in blur. That's what was bothering me. All right. Um, okay. So that's what we're doing on the fund. So again, to summarize, for right now for the, the, for the blue chips, if you look in Cafe Text, you'll see the list. I'm primarily looking at um, Azuki this week until the 12th. I'm watching the Yuga ecosystem until kind of the 18th, 20-something with a dog strategy and then probably swinging back to our normal mutant plays. Um, and then um, watching Clonex closely because it's been heavily fatted and consolidated, but there's a lot of kind of conviction behind some of the whales still over there. So, you know, we've, we haven't loaded status. We're just being cautiously optimistic. We're only holding one clone at the moment. Uh, and then we're getting Bella set up quickly regarding the emerging blue chips so that she can kind of bank on those options. And Pearl is prioritizing the reports that we mentioned so that we, you know, kind of give her the mandate she needs as well as be able to report back to all of you. Parker is, uh, Parker, when are you expecting your, your uh, new card? Probably in the next few days, right? So next week we'll get you set up uh, with the currency trading, right, Parker? Yep, correct. Awesome. Okay. And then Nadia, I'm getting set up tonight. So those are our four funds. And shout out to Mr. Joe, who's helping us do reporting. We will have that on the website as well soon. And Cyril and I early next week will then be getting that up and updating, uh, updating all the holdings properly and stuff like that. And then also Mr. Joe is going to do 
a report for us uh, showing the movements both in USDC and in ETH uh, so that you can kind of all have that visual. And then, of course, as I say, the moment we've got these funds going, then we will start working much more on threads and posts um, uh, to kind of show people that, you know, we're growing, what we're doing, our research and stuff like that. So that's, you know, I, I really think, you know, because of the speed of the market right now, consider the next two to three weeks with us heavily being focused on making your money. And then we can kind of swing back to bloating and reporting and getting our track record out there. And then that gets me straight into kind of what's our vision. You know, I, I think it's always good to kind of have a refresher, everyone, you know, if we pull away, strap, strip away everything, what is Fat Cats? You know, we're starting to get a lot of new people coming into our Discord. That's the beauty of being one of the few active Discords there is still. Um, hell, it's, it's, it's helping us tremendously get whitelist opportunities too. I mean, bored as fuck. Liam came in and said, sure, I'll give you guys 50. I mean, that's, that's as many as Midnight Labs got. So, you know, we are getting that kind of recognition. But to go back to our basics, we are a collector's club um, that operates like a mutual fund. Right. Our job over here is to make you all money, uh, especially since many of you, you know, are busy doing other things or you're not really great traders or you don't want to be or your anxiety level. You have found us. You believe in our core vision. That is our job to compound wealth, to grow it and do things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of to that end, um, you know, I, I really think kind of, you know, Kind of as we were finding our identity early on, we talked about things like incubators and merchandise and stuff like that. We're going to continue to do targeted merch and things like that. But primarily our job is to, you know, make you money. You know, Escobar and I were joking about this, like, you know, so many groups do movie nights and stuff like that. And if there was demand, we could do more of that. But there isn't. We don't have to do that, right? A lot of you have lovely kids that you spend time with, families, wives, other things. Your expectation of us has become more and more clear. Be the mutual fund, be the stable force, um, you know, be that group that is kind of constantly making us wealth. And so anchor point number one is we are here to do just that, right? We are a, a collector's club that is really acting like a mutual fund. And I really wish this term DAO, DAO would die because it's causing so much confusion and so much buzzword stuff because essentially we're a Web3 organization right? The term decentralized autonomous organization is so misleading because that's really what Ethereum is. Whereas we are much more of a Web3 focused collectors group where we poll our members and stuff like that. The second thing is I think we've got great clarity after these first seven months. We, we now know where our strengths are. We now know that blue chips really are something that you can continue to make money on, right? So many people were like, oh, Board Ape is going to be so boring. Mutant's going to be so boring. These projects have already 100x'd. You know, let's find other stuff. And I think that the lesson that we've been learning in these last seven months is, um, firstly, they protect your capital. And secondly, if you know what you're doing, there's still a hell of a lot of opportunities. Obviously, it requires us to be damn good experts, right? You know, um, I was literally on the call in a class last Tuesday telling you all the rumors, facts, and fiction of Yuga. And I'm like, you know, uh, dogs are going to pump. They have to pump before Christmas. And then literally 20 minutes into the call, uh, dogs went up to ETH, right? Now, uh, you know, we can all kind of make a YouTube video out of me if you want and say, our, you know, our founder's a hero and all of that. But the reality is, is I literally watch Yuga like a dog. 
And so that combined with our discussions and Bella going to AMAs and Twitter spaces, you know, she's like our field agent and Pearl doing his heavy reports. We are prepared to seize all of those opportunities. That is uniquely something with fat cats, right? There are no other DAOs that are actively trading these things. Many of them are hodling. They are not trading. Okay, Art DAO is hodling. Um, you know, uh, Ryan Carson has so much more time than me to speak on AMAs because the man's hodling. And, and again, I'm not trying to kick them about that, but I'm saying that is a unique thing that we are focusing a lot on trading and arbitrage and that all of you have given us the mandate to not just be conservative, right? You have basically told us in the last um, important snapshot that, yes, we feel confident in this council and this community to you know, take these decisions to go for some emerging blue chips as well. You know, because remember, there was a lot of upset early on when we, you know, minted into ETH being at 1900 and then falling to 1400 and the market basically dying and us saying, look, you know, small caps, mid caps, don't, we don't know if they're going to survive, right? We've got to kind of be conservative. And so we were very conservative, but we continued to watch the market and grow with it. And now I think we're in a position, you know, where Bella is so much more sophisticated, where we've we're able to utilize as well uh, counselors like Parker, who are active traders, and Chio, who's always giving great input, and so many others here, like Ranger and Nadia, all of them who are strong traders, we're able to utilize it. And similarly, with the volatility in the market, gold has been making lots of moves. You know, it's an opportunity for us to be able to see. So all in all, I think our pillar number one, when anyone comes in over here, is we are a collector's club that acts as a mutual fund. We um, are an organization that is run by a council, but is heavily inputted by our holders. That's aspect number one. Um, we are not a fully decentralized autonomous organization, other than the fact that each fat cat is a pro rata share and vote in the DAO. And so people are good asking those questions, but I think this term, just like the term NFTs or ERC20, they need rebranding, right? It's so much easier to talk to my mother about digital collectibles. And similarly, I think it's so much easier to say we're a collector's club focused on Web3 technology. So much easier, right? These are terms people understand. Why confuse people, right? And it's what we are. We're taking the best practices of Web2 from corporations and organizations and from financial institutions and bringing them into Web3. Fantastic. Secondly, we continue to remain committed to being a place of education and networking, okay? Because so many of the opportunities that we have uh, been afforded have been because people will say to me, Chio will tag me and say, Dylan, have you seen this, right? Chio just today tagged me on a whole system to be able to short NFTs. That's an important factor, right? Just like I have to watch Ben Dow to get a sense of how over-leveraged the economy is of Web3. So too, if people start shorting, that will be a very important set of factors to be able to look at, right? So this kind of crowdsourcing all of you to be our ambassadors and to be our uh, people who go and bring in knowledge and ideas and opportunities is extremely important. And then similarly, we're able to say to, to these communities that are still minting and projects that are coming out and partnerships and discounts, hey, you know, remember us, we want to be involved, right? You know, we were an early tester for Ape. Uh, I was an early tester for Blur, right? Uh, getting these recent whiter spots, some of them have been quite profitable. For example, you know, the one today. And that's because we have been consistent and we've been over here. Yes, we're not, you know, famous, that famous yet. Yes, our floor price is frustrating to many of you, but we are known by many of the alpha groups and OG 
big players over here and they do remember us in that sense. Um, so those are our two core pillars, a collector's club doing arbitrage and a mutual fund and a, um, you know, um, a business lounge and think tank bringing you lots of opportunities and sharing education and getting so much of these ideas and questions and stuff from all of you that helps us become better traders and never miss opportunities, right? Uh, you know, again, I want to give a shout out to Bella on this point, but the fact that she's our field agent getting called up into all of these different Twitter spaces means that she'll be able to ping me at 2 a.m. in the morning for me and say, hey, Dylan, you know, I think we're about to see a movement in X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, look, Bella, we've already given you the mandate. You think Goblin Town's going to run? You're looking at the numbers, you're following the charts, you go for it, baby. I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's our job as a council to give those mandates. And then the traders like myself and Bella can do what we need to do. Um, so that's very much where we are. In terms of timeline, like, you know, there's always a sense of, guys, what's going on? What are you doing? I think we're slower than Moach because I think we are very careful when it comes to getting our foundation set up right. In other words, I, you know, you all saw that it took a couple of months to get the proposal passed, then to get the infrastructure in place, then to get the council uh, procedures working before I could actively trade. Similarly, we now have that model, we can implement it for Bella, but we never cut corners when it comes to security and things like that. And so sometimes feels like what's the hell is our council doing? It does all take a bit of time. Similarly with Mr. Joe, you know, getting our accounting and bookkeeping done properly, this all takes a bit of time. And similarly, you know, when it comes to our holdings and the website, it's always delayed by a week or two. We're working to make that more streamlined, uh, but you know, we cannot cut those corners. However, when, you know, what we're ultimately trying to do right now for the next, for this first quarter, I think the objective for this first quarter is twofold. Make you all money with consistency so we can show a track record, right? There's no use making money with a fluke and with the roll of the dice, right? We have to show that our system is working. That's the way we build a track record, okay? Secondly, I'm moving in March. I will probably be a little bit more out of it from February and March. You'll please all forgive me. But once I move, the first thing I'll be doing when I get to, to Sark and, and, and by extension Guernsey is talking to lawyers over there to get our foundation set up. Because when I talk to most people about fat cats, there's really two things that hold people buying back into fat cats. Again, assuming the ones that don't care about the floor. Aspect number one is a lot of them will say, look, I'm actively trading anyway. I don't need fat cats. I can do better. Okay, to a lot of those people, it's like, well, look, why don't you bring some of your profits into us? Which is a fair response. A lot of them like that idea. A lot of them have bought in because of that. And then secondly, when I speak to whales, they are genuinely scared right now with this whole market in general about regulations, right? And so if we can get that foundation part set up properly, uh, which I'm pretty, pretty confident we can, that will put us in a huge position to be able to say to these, you know, whales and stuff, we are not only profitable, but we're the legitimate option, right? Because things like the Ape Foundation or even Board Ape G, there's a few other projects. They are structured as Cayman Island foundations. They can't even talk in terms of profit or even focus on making profit. We can. Um, and then another thing that comes up all the time is, you know, how do I make money from fat cats? Uh, again, not assuming you're getting the whitest opportunities or getting education over here. That's all extras. That's cream. But the core ways are, yes, our floor price, either our floor price raises, capital gains, or we give you a payout. Now, right now, our structure is we're compounding growth, right? You know, I was initially given for the trader wallet 65 ETH. That 65 ETH, I, I, I've made a return of 31 ETH, right? 
Um, and Escobar proposed that with all of the trader wallets, we will now be doing a 50% compounding effect. So all four traders will, will keep 50% back of their profits and compound it into the next thing. And 50% will be sent back to the vault where we will use some of it for marketing and then the rest as that vault grows, we'll be able to poll the community and say, hey, would you like us to buy another big model like a, a, a crypto punk or a board ape? Or would you like us to do a distribution? Or would you like us to you know, double down on any of our strategies, like you know, giving more to one of the traders or maybe even adding a new strategy, right? So we're going to, we're quantifying that the success so that you will all have a much easier time to say, okay, this is what the net worth of the DAO is. This is how much it is in liquid versus, you know, hodling assets, right? Because when you're holding five mutants and the floor on mutants goes down, yes, we've compounded, but we've compounded in terms of more assets, not necessarily book value, right? By sending back a certain amount of ETH, um, it, it gives you all the ability to say, okay, the vault, in addition to all the trading, the vault is sitting on 50, 60, 70 ETH. Let's talk logistics. What would you like us to do with that? So I do think the majority consensus, especially when, you know, you go and look at our top 100 holders, many of them are, you know, whales and dolphins. The consensus is to compound, right? There really is, you know, yes, we're better off than when we minted. We minted at 280 ETH. Our, our net worth is above that. But, you know, we're still in this early stage of taking advantage of this market growing, compounding. And so the feeling is this system is working, right? These trading and arbitrage things are working. It's no longer as boring as just hodling, which so many were concerned by. We are actually actively, you know, making purchases and trading and stuff. And so we will continue to compound and compound until such a point as, you know, there's a consensus of let's go make a big purchase. Let's expand the trading or let's do a you know, a vote to give you all a claim, right? Um, and um, yeah, I, I, think that, I think that's a great place for us to be. Uh, and I think, um, you know, this kind of gets me into the juniors and our marketing and branding push. Uh, you know, most communities can't justify minting, making new NFTs, right? Uh, because either they've, you know, they've oversaturated the market with just art, uh, or their utility doesn't justify it. Our utilities is, is the main reason our floors remain low because we always get linked to our utility, but it's also the easiest reason why we can mint more when most can't. And so our juniors, just as a refresher, are meant to be considered both a stock split and a capital raise, a stock split in that all of you will be able to mint one as well, and we'll be able to sell an additional 2,000 to hopefully raise some more funds. I do not expect us to mint juniors until May, at least May, because I think right now, as I said, the first quarter, we've got to get this track record going consistently, not just me as a trader, but all the four funds. Then we need to get our legal status heavily secured now that we know very much where America's moving on things. So a Guernsey Trust or Guernsey Purpose Foundation uh, will work very well for us and Crown Capital as well needs that. So we'll be you know, doing kind of double work over there with those lawyers, hopefully kind of getting a solid price. And then hopefully as our floor price starts to move to about 0 0.15, 0.2 ETH, we can start a strong branding campaign uh, that includes, you know, like Metaverse HQ did with, with applications and stuff for those extra 2,000 spots that we want to sell off. And then I just think, you know, let's be honest over here, right? What tends to happen is if you don't say the price, the Genesis price will go up 
uh, and then we can set a price closer to the time. But I can tell you this for sure. We will not sell the juniors for less than 0.1 ETH, okay? Because at the current situation, right, those 2,000 will dilute you. As long as the mint price is above 0.1 ETH, you are not being diluted, um, you know, you're not being kind of undercut based on what you initially came in as, right? So stock split, but also a capital raise. We want to raise at least 200 ETH, and we don't want to water down all of you who have held for all this time. Uh, so I think that's, that's the trajectory, guys. We're sticking to our core more than ever. We are here as a collector's club to make you all money, be that as a payout or compounding. We are heavily focused on blue chips, on emerging blue chips, on hedging, you know, and hopefully in the near future after March, other side as well. Crown Capital has been accumulating uh, biogenic swamps at a very, very good pace. Uh, Crown Capital is doing a similar trading thing. I think we're up eight or eight ETH or something on, on trading biogenics. But the main protocol, the mandate for Crown is to buy as many well-placed biogenic swamps as possible. And then, of course, Crown operates as a property REIT. So we will, Crown will want to do some kind of art co-op or rental co-op agreement with Fat Cats where we actually manage the land for them. So that should give you business opportunities, but also another potential income for us. So, you know, that is kind of where we're focused at. Um, and then, as I say, once we've got this track record and the foundation set up, then we can, you know, use our war chest to do very focused branding. And that very focused branding is we have to tiptoe, right? We, we're not allowed to violate anything with the SEC. But, you know, we are not targeting newbies. We're not trying to target TikTok people. We're targeting, you know, unlike most people, the beauty is we actually are trying to show only to people in Web3, right? We're trying to show to the people here saying, hey, you know, you can see there are people like Dylan and Liam and other traders like Franklin making lots of money. Maybe you're not a great trader or maybe you just don't have time. We can do that for you, right? Don't stop doing what you're doing. You know, as I often pitch to all of the offer groups in the start, don't stop doing what you're doing. You love trading, you love flipping and everything. That's great. But where are you parking some of your profits? Use us as your consistent way for creating generational wealth. And again, we'll have to be very careful on that branding. But things like, you know, accruing generational wealth, building together, stuff like that are terms we can use and, and we very much intend to. And um, just an update on the juniors. Um, I'll give you all another quick sneak. Why not? Let's, let's give you a... Let's give you all... So we've been spending a lot of time on our color palette, um, heavily influenced by um, Utes. I, I mean, I think that they were one of the few projects that took that very seriously and did a good job. I'm going to post this here in Fat Cat's Den. Okay. This is, um, this is a palette of the furs. Actually, you know what? You know what? No, you know, I'm not going to post it. I'm going to post it. Cafe text that because I, I want to be able to remove it afterwards. So this is just for all of you listening live. This is this is a palette of the furs. Okay. And I just want to show you kind of some of them on different backgrounds. So because I think one you know one of the remarkable things of, of doing a generative collection well is that 
um, you know, your floor ones all look good and cohesive, right? So that's, that's the background palette with blue. Here's something like the luminous green. So you can just see kind of the different spectrums, how it looks both with the warm and the cool and the... Now, we've got a lot of facial expressions, a lot of furs, a lot of things. This was just us generating with one cat so you could see how, how much variance there are even just with a very kind of, you know. So I'm very happy with this. I know that I'm going to get some blowback from some people. I know that some people are like, fuck, I, I, I love our Genesis and, you know, why are we doing this? And, you know, you know it's, it's, it's hard to impress upon people who are very into high fidelity art that this wasn't us cutting corners. If anything, I think this has taken me uh, triple the amount of time art wise because, you know, I will not cut corners and I will not lower standards. I mean, Pearl's here with me. You know, I, I get absolutely anal on all the details. But because doing, doing simple art well is actually an extremely difficult task. So I definitely think people will realize that, you know, this isn't us doing simple to cop out uh, to make ourselves an easy job. This is us being brave enough to say, let's not just double down on um, our initial art style, right? Which is a high fidelity, more bored ape thing. Let's honor the fact that Squishy Squad, Doodles, Cool Cats and stuff are doing very well and that there is a love for that and that this gives us an opportunity to bring in a very new set of IP and also attract a whole different crowd. And I have casually been giving these things to, you know, Giancarlo to look at. I've given it to the, the management team at Kaiju Kings and a few others. They're loving it. They love it. They are, you know, they're like, wow, I was not expecting that, but it's so cute. And, and you know, and I, I think the term is um, kind of really cute, cute and sophisticated is, is how I think these come up. Cute, sophisticated and very meme -y, right? They, they all look as memes. So I know some of you don't love them. Uh, you know, I, I thank you always all for your candor and being like that. But I think there is uh, quite a lot of people who are going, wow, you know, that, that's brave, that's different, uh, and you're pushing boundaries. So I'm, I'm very happy where things are coming along. And as I say, you know, Pearl is someone who loves our genesis and doesn't like simple art, and he has kind of been pulled over now over time. I wish I can show you more expressions. We will do that for you soon. Um, but yeah. I, I just I just wanted to show you the fur palette and the background palette. So now we're working, we've got something like north of 50 or 60 different expressions. Uh, and then we've got about, uh, we're working on a whole bunch of different fur patterns now. And then we'll be doing accessories and legendaries. So that's where we're up to everyone. We will, you know, do not expect too much from us in the next two to three weeks because we're really anchoring down to just make you all some money and get those different funds sorted. Then the focus, once that is rolling smoothly, will be to start getting a lot more um, threads out on Twitter and to post our, you know, victory porn in a more classy way, right? Like with Mr. Joe giving us the monthly things and Babo is going to help me, you know, do a, a weekly report on our profits and stuff like that. So that will be the focus as well as very much doubling down on our Twitter spaces and inviting some of these collections to come and speak to us because, you know, we love their communities and so on. And even if we can't get to the founders, we can often pull in the community. So that is dope as well. Uh, then, as I say, we're working heavily on our track record to get that consistent so that we have 
you know, the best flex in the space, right? Because the best utility there is in Web3 is making money, right? That's the utility I think that everyone over here can agree on, right? That's why we're able to sell fat cats to everyone because, you know, the only people that aren't interested are, are the ones who are like, well, why is the floor not rising? Or, um, you know, I can do better myself with flipping JPEGs. But everyone agrees making money is important. So if we're consistently showing making money, uh, that's a sure thing to appeal to as many people as possible. Uh, then, as I say, there's a whole bunch of legal stuff that will take a couple of months once I hit the ground running, uh, you know, April, May. Uh, and then we can start talking about a, a good branding campaign uh, and a proper, you know, like um, uh, application process or whatever. We'll watch whatever the meta is. But we're going to take giving out those 2,000 quite seriously. You know, we want to grow our camp both in terms of unique holders and and raise capital, but we want to do it with the right people, right? I think, you know, we're getting, you know, a certain status as an OG or people who have been here for a long time. I, I want to double down on that. And then while all of that's going on, we're not going to affect the, forget the fact that we're heavily focused for all of you on education, on research. Please, if you want to get involved in helping us do reports, uh, Pearl is always looking for help in that sense. We, you know, if you believe in a project that you're part of, help us help you kind of thing, right? Like help us do these reports, get them done because, you know, we're, we're, we're getting, you know, Pearl is pumping out them at a, at a really great pace, but we can't do everything. You know, I want to give a shout out to a number of new alpha callers that recently said, we love what you're doing in your Discord. Let's come and volunteer and we'll help you. It's been fantastic. You know, again, it's only a small group of people who necessarily want to do trading, but I think it's so important that we have that going on over here and that culture of discussion and education because it helps you all become sharper. And at the very least, that means that you feel competent to weigh in when we have discussions and votes that affect all of you, right? Because there's no point having, you know, I, I don't care if we're poor, right? Money is not the factor of you. It doesn't matter if our holders are all rich. We should make you rich. That's our job. But I think it's important that our holders as a general group feel able to make, uh, you know, important votes and decisions and stuff like that. And uh, I think that we're getting that right. I think we can always do better. I think, you know, Discord is shifting drastically. So much is moving to Twitter and stuff. Maybe we can pick up the pace and, on spaces and things like that. But I think we've been very consistent in giving you all a space uh, that helps you, you know, keep up to date. You know, you can come in and fat cat say, what's news? What's going on? We can give you a quick update. You can get a good update on what's happening in the, on the market, in research, in highlights. And I think that's a very, very valuable you know, for lack of better term, utility, even in the space right now. So that's where I'm up to. I'm going to open up to Pearl and Park if they want to add anything. And all of you, if you want to raise your hand, if you've got any questions, tag me in Cafe Text Chat. Uh, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling very excited. And not just because we're in a bit of a bull run right now. I think, you know, we're really well placed uh, for this new era, you know, I think I think Web3 is moving into a more gentrified phrase, right? You know, the last three years have been the Wild West. Now I think we're moving much more into a gentrified situation. You know, you only have to look at a group like Creeps that went from, you know, Discord Lumi games to trying to build a whole game uh, and ecosystem. And similarly with Yuga that went from, you know, toilet humor to still doing toilet humor, but producing it at a very high production level and building the other side, right? So I think we're moving into a more gentrified space where the projects that have survived and are remaining are becoming more and more akin to Web2 companies just with, you know, 
a Web3 focus, right? We're, we're focusing now on best practices, on reporting, uh, on legitimacy, no more FTX scandals, no more Paul, uh, Logan Paul nonsense, right? If you're producing something, you need to tell us what it is. Is it pure art? Is it utility? Is not? We're all expecting much more from projects. And so the projects surviving are going through their gentrification process. And then on the other side, we've got all these Web2 companies implementing Web3 technology, whether it be Reddit or Instagram or whatever. So I'm very bullish for this up and coming year. I think we're going to see quite a lot of soft drugs and bankruptcies and projects that just kind of have no direction anymore and just go under. I mean, you know, just to call out a few that I'm sad about, but things like Subdux just seems to be, you know, cool historically, but NGMI, right? Um, so I'm, I'm pretty damn excited for 2023. Uh, I'm nervous as hell about my own move and stuff. So I'm a little bit out of it. So I'm getting my head down and just making you all money. Uh, but once I've done that, I'm, I'm pretty damn excited about the prospects of Web3. And I'm loving the fact that so many of the big financial institutions from JP Morgan to Fidelity to even the government-created cryptos are acknowledging that this is a huge market, that Bitcoin is here to stay, uh, that they begrudgingly have to engage with all of us. And that's very, very exciting and awesome to see. Uh, but of course, you know, we can't downplay the fact that on the global side of things, you know, this is a rally. This is cool. We're going to make some money now from this bull bull market. But we are in a very downward global trend still, friends. And so please be careful. Please don't FOMO into things. You know, please, uh, you know, make sure that your cash flow and stuff is sorted because 2023 and 2024 could be on a global level very bumpy, even while we're starting to see all this amazing innovation and AI and so on coming in. Okay, that's everything from me. Uh, Pearl Parker, where are you at, friends? I would also like to add, uh, always remember to take profits and never regret about them. <laughs> Even if you see the price go over what you sold, never regret. Never. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's me this whole week, right? I mean, I had bids in on, 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 on Board Ape Kennel Club around 7.8 to 8.2. Uh, you know, and uh, went off for the weekend. And uh, that's what happens with Blur. I mean, it went to those prices. I was 100% right. And Blur was like, uh, yeah, well, everyone else put bids in. So fuck you, right? So uh, you, you, you sleep too much. Didn't you? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that I don't go <laughs> fucking insane. But, uh, you know, what can you do, man? You can't get them all. I mean, I just have to remind ourselves that, you know, we made 10 E for the Dow. So, you know, that's okay. We'll get yeah. the next one. No, I would like to say that... Um, I mean, I'm doing quite a, a bunch of research on a blue chip projects. And I have to say yeah. that <clears throat> we yeah. are fat cats. As boring as we are, we are not really performing worse than blue chip projects. So I think that the strategy that we are applying is the correct one. For sure, it takes time. Uh, so it might be uh, a bit frustrating for people accustomed to the, to the rhythm uh, of Web3. But... Uh, yeah, uh, the 2023, at least we have uh, pretty much laid down uh, all the structure of FedCats now. Uh, so I think that now we can focus more on acting on it and not just uh, be careful, let's say. And not that we are not going to be careful, but uh, now we know what we, are, what we are doing more. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> also, another thing that you have mentioned to me, Dylan, that maybe it's worth mentioning too, uh, to the fat cats is that 
As you said before, now Blur has reintroduced the royalties, so the OTC deals are now hot again. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's very good. So firstly, firstly, I'm glad you brought that up. Firstly, I think I am so proud with how we handled royalties. I can't tell you all how bloody awesome it is, how right we were. Firstly, you know, it's so funny because I was behind the scenes. I'm a nobody still. Okay, let's be honest. I'm a nobody still, but I have a good network already. And so, you know, I would love to write, I, I should at some point write a long essay on it, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll get myself in a bit of shit with it. But the short kind of history over here is when the whole royalty discussion happened, okay, um, I was going to X to Y to at the time and I said, look, what are you all doing about Pseudoswap? And they're like, ah, Pseudoswap's not a big deal. And then OpenSea buys Gem and starts to integrate um, Pseudoswap. And I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, OpenSea's sitting on two toilets, right? Because on the one hand, they're talking about royalties on OpenSea. But on the other hand, uh, they, they, they support, they're giving Pseudoswap an outlet via Gem. And so I quickly went to X to Y2 and I said, you know, let's talk royalties, right? Let's have a discussion. X to Y2 is like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's get together with a panel and everything like that. And then out of nowhere, the CEO of X to Y2 panicked. He thought it kind of would push OpenSea over the edge and basically makes royalties optional, right? And then you had that whole hoo -ah. I was on that panel with Yatsu from Animoca and, you know, Gojira's founder. I, it was a mess. And then everyone followed suit. I mean, LooksRare quickly, you know, took to optional royalties and then they made this new system that they've got. Um, and then OpenSea was thrown under the bus and they were under fire and then Blur came along and basically took away all the liquidity. And I fed through all of that process, you know, when, when D-Gods were saying no more royalties, yes royalties, we went back and forth and said, look, let's stop just responding to the market. Let's set ourselves up here for the five to 10 year mark and let's reframe ourselves into a sophisticated financial group and set ourselves a number that fits with, with the long-term market, right? And now here we are. You know, Yuga is pretty much a two and a half percent. Fat Cats is at two and a half percent. Blur is bringing back royalties. We don't have to fight all of you about royalties. We don't have to talk to you about royalties all the time, right? We've got a fair price. None of you feel we're milking you. None of you are bitching about it. You know, we, we can stand behind that and that's fantastic. So on the royalty side, I think we're going the right way. And in fact, I'm going to be pushing other communities to go to the two and a half percent. I think that that should become the standard. I think marketplaces should charge as little as possible. And communities, whether they be artists or whether they be PFPs, I think this whole distinction between artists and PFP communities is fucking bullshit. Okay, because it's not unfair that a community that is actively trading should think that some of its 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 income should come from royalties. Sure, they should do other things too, but this whole kind of spin that artists deserve more, it's bullshit. Okay, we also work hard, okay? Artists aren't the only ones who work hard. And you know, especially in a project like Fat Cats, where all the royalties go to the DAO, you are basically through your trading you know, helping to support us keep the lights on. And that aligns so much with big financial institutions. We have nothing to be ashamed of. And I'm so proud that we had the discussions before. We got you all kind of upset five weeks before everyone else got upset kind of thing. We got the discussions and debates going. And I think we made, you know, very kind of long-term consistent choices. But as Pearls also just brought up, I am absolutely loving this market because when it comes to things like blue chips, like mutants, you know, the difference between royalties and no royalties might be half an ETH, right? And that's the spread that I want for a quick trade. And so the combination of Blur putting back royalties and um, 
the fact that Blur doesn't have the kind of open sea contract where you can only put offers on floor, you can't put offers on the rarer ones or traits. And combine that with the fact that, you know, Ape now has, you know, mutant and Ape staking, OTC, my friends, is completely back on the table finally. So this is where I love operating because, you know, the whole reason I can pull it off with the blue chips other than I'm me, me being a, a major hustler uh, is that, you know, I've got this network and I'm, you know, willing to talk to people and close a deal for a quick flip and get us a half an ETH here, half an ETH there. And so I'm damn excited that Blur has kind of been forced back into the royalties point. And for those who aren't following, Blur just implemented a half an ETH royalty, but they'll be raising it slowly to, to get it to up to, you know, to where each project is supposed to be. So, you know, Yuga will end at 2.5% in the end, Fatcats will get to 2.5%, etc. Um, but they're keeping, they're not going to be implementing marketplace fees. So they, they are still going to benefit uh, from, you know, being able to be the cheapest option, but royalties have now basically gone full circle and are becoming standardized. But, you know, there is a culture in Azuki and Yuga and stuff that if you speak directly to someone and you do an OTC deal, so be it, right? You, you, you know, so be it, that's fine. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Paul, because that's, that's going to help keep legitimizing my ability to do OTC stuff. Awesome. Any other points, Chair? You want to add anything in? I shout out to Timely and Phantom and Coop and Tull and Ranger. All the friends are here. AV Designs. What was going on um, with our friends at Silk Pearl? I haven't looked into that yet, but I heard that. Um, feel free, by the way, friends. Th those are the points. If you want to just kind of ask in anything now, feel free. But um, what, what was going on over there with Silks and stuff? Did they have a change with capital raising or something recently? Or uh sorry i'm not following the picks not too sure maybe uh lambda yeah something yeah maybe how's it going lambdos how are you doing lambdos can you hear uh, us ah there you are you doing, man? good good oh chilling man just had a couple of questions um because i've been in the discord a while but i, I kind of been active so i'm not exactly sure of everything oh so I hear, I hear, you know what I'm saying, all the, the, the generational wealth and things like that, you know, you're talking about. So as far as uh, the fat cats are concerned, like, how, how does the DAO work as far as do you, you know, you buy in with a fat cat and then you put a certain amount of money towards the DAO and you get a certain percentage and you guys give royalties back or, or how, do, how does that work? Sure, sure. So let me play it out for you. So fat cats are both your you're essentially okay you know friends not financial advice right i'm going to use some terms over here that the sec doesn't like just to make it simple for explanation okay your fat cat is your equity both in terms of your pro rata share right so essentially one fat cat is equivalent to one five thousandth of our entire net worth right if we were to liquidate tomorrow that's what you would get back okay and then it's also a pro rata vote. So whenever we vote on things like, for example, if you go and look at the DAO proposals uh, under updates and go to the snapshot, you'll see that we recently had a large vote regarding the allocations of the funds, right? So it's a pro rata share and vote. You do not need to add any funds. Literally having a fat cat or five or 10 or 20, that is your pro rata share and vote in the DAO. 
And then what happens is currently we're in a compounding phase, but at any time FatCat holders can say, hey, can we please have a vote on distributions because, um, you know, the DAO's uh, vault in addition to the trading funds is sitting on whatever 100 ETH, you know, we would love to get, you know, 0.03 back each or 0.04 back each. Uh, and not just compound, right? So, you know, in terms of Warren Buffett's uh, phrasing, right, the, the purpose of a board is on always about asset allocation. It's always this common question of, can we do more with the funds, right? And compound it, are there opportunities for us to grow? Or should we pay it out as a dividend and give you back the funds and say, you know, go and buy a horse, a house or whatever else you're good at, right? So that's how, uh, in very simple terms, we work. Does that does that answer your question, Lambados? Oh, that's dope, man. That's dope to hear. Um, I, I like to hear that. Um, that just makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, that's really cool. So uh, another question, man. You know, you know, you see my PFP, man. I heard you talking about the creeps a bit. So, um, you know, what's I, I've seen the video games and, and things like that, and like you say, you know, you, you, the words you use, like kind of gentrifying the space, you know, going from one area to introducing another utility in the space. But um, so what what kind of how do you feel about the creeps and, and them moving forward and, and like the investment that the fat cats are making to that uh, company? Like, uh, what what's your um your thoughts on that? Your more intimate thoughts. Sure, one second. Um, Pearl, are you seeing under research discussions the forums? I don't see the forums anymore, do you? What the hell happened with the forums? Uh, yeah, FedCat's forum. No, 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 but under research discussions where it says Research Squad, Ethereum, Yuga, do you see, do you see the, uh, the, the channels? Yes. But Ethereum, Ugram, Artifact, Azuki, and a couple of forums. Emerging blue chips. And so why don't I see the forums? Uh, That's weird. Okay, I'll, I'll look into that for some reason. I don't know. But yes, I was going to say, Lambertors, if you go down to research and discussions, so what we're always trying to do is, you know, we have kind of arbitrage trader funds, right? And so we break things down now into blue chips, emerging blue chips, and things to keep an eye on, okay? And as Creeps has been developing itself more and more, uh, we've been looking to upgrade its status. So what that means usually for us, if we look at something, for example, like Chimpers, right? It starts with us doing a research report. If you go to Fat Cat's website, you'll see now that we have research reports over there. That research report is then taken to the council. We have a council of five that make, you know, the active decisions and, and so on. And then that council then will say, okay, you know, we're in favor of giving, um, giving creeps a, uh, that status. Um, and, uh, and then what would that mean is it would be given the status of emerging blue chip, and that would allow Bellows heading our emerging blue chip trader wallet, the ability to uh, buy and sell it and arbitrage it as she sees movements and opportunities. In other words, the way we view a blue chip is like this. A blue chip to us is a group like Yugo where we think that there's good long-term perspectives. And although our focus is to actively trade it when there's opportunities because we make more money like that and we'd like to think we're experts on it, 
if we end up getting stuck holding five mutants, it's not the end of the world, right? We, believe, we have that much conviction. And that status so far only extends to Yuga, to Azuki, and to Artifacts ecosystems. Then emerging blue chips, these are projects that we're like, look, they continue to build, they continue to be relevant, whether it be chimpers or pudgy penguins or doodles. We don't yet have conviction yet in them on their full long-term trajectory, but we've got enough conviction that if we go into a trade and we end up getting stuck holding the bags, it's not the end of the world, right? That's how we view emerging blue chips, but with the heavy focus being on trading. And so now we're doing a report on, for example, on Creeps, on Renga, on Goblin Town, and on a few others to then the council will then kind of vote yay or nay if we view it as a emerging blue chip. And then what that will mean is whenever there's news or movements or volume happening, uh, Bella will be able to buy and sell it accordingly uh, to make us good returns. Oh, okay, nice, nice, nice. All right, bet. Okay, so my last question is, man. Uh, this I'm trying to get some free financial advice here. <laughs> so I got a top 100 creep, the one you're looking at. Do you think I should try to sell that for a premium and just buy back into the ecosystem, or just hold on and kind of see where it pans out? So as as as. I understand with creeps because creeps was always so heavily linked to the utility of, of how much coins and stuff you earned. Uh, rarity mattered very little in creeps, right? Except for the one of one overlords that are meant to be kind of lords over specific planets or something. Most right. people treated their creeps based on the yield, right? And so there's very right, little right. reason to pay for a premium creep. Um, you know, so it does seem to be either you're going for an absolutely one of one flex, right, which has its own value. There's a market for one of ones, you know, there's always a whale or right. two that wants to be that top dog. Uh, but for everyone right. else, it's, it's probably better to, um, you know, if you're buying creeps to go for quantity over quality and, and, and try and be closer to the floor. That's my understanding. Right, right. Yeah, yeah man, I, I've, I've had, had a few offers, offers over the floor. floor. Um, but you know, I was trying to, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> get something pretty nice for it. I had almost a five ETH offer, but you know, it's like close to three over the floor. But I mean, man, top 100. I mean, I feel like it should be a bit better than that. But you're absolutely right because, especially my lizard, for instance, like when Lumi was around, it was the lowest yielding because it was green, so it didn't yield as much. Exactly what you're saying. So, um. But my hopes is, man, maybe they understood that and maybe they will go more rarity this time. I'm just, just hopium copium, man. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they will go with the rarity just like they're doing with the one-on-ones having their own planets and things like that, man. So I don't know. It, I mean, it, it well, has look, to be something I mean, that somebody knows or just people offering me on ass. I, I, don't, I don't think so, though, because they've made it quite clear with things like um, giving titles and stuff like that, that that is where they're going to apply that. So I think, I think Dom and Joe have been pretty clear that, you know, the rarity rank is your artistic flex. Do with that as you want. Because remember, because it, if you are talking. Oh, thank you. I, I, think, I think the answer to that is no. Because remember, these will also act as your avatar, right? So when you're able to come into the games, it will be a flex to have something a little bit unique. And so someone will pay a premium for that. But I think Dom and Joe have numerous times shown that, you know, you could use your, you could use your Lamex and stuff to buy a title, right? A Lumi to buy a title like God and, and Duke and stuff like that. And so I think they've made it very clear that, you know, um, rarity based on attributes other than a one of one 
does not hold special status, except for the fact that if their game or any of their enterprises become big, the more of a unique Mickey Mouse you have, the better, right? Someone will care about that flex. So if you, if you don't, if you don't want to tie up a premium, I would say, you know, it's probably better to take, you know, above floor for it, get a floor one in its place, and then, you know, maybe use the ETH towards something else or maybe get two floors. That would be my non-financial advice to you uh, on just how it does seem to be they've, they've looked at the ecosystem. Right? Because when every time there's been rank involved, like the megas and stuff, they've been very clear what that rank involves. And usually that rank involves in, in, the, in their ecosystem, the amount of Lumi and, and Lamex and stuff you earn. Right. Okay, man. Appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate that, um, you know, that advice, man. That, 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 was, that was dope, man. So... It, they're like um you know uh dow calls i know you hate to call it a dow but are there like calls that you guys uh participate in or or like amas like weekly you know to kind of talk about these things I man sure it's pretty informative yeah that's what we like to do over here so firstly we have this weekly ama to update you secondly now we'll be getting our our show back going on we have our show called still making it that's on mondays and thursdays on twitter where we look at the news that's going on uh, in Web3 and in crypto and in NFTs. Uh, and then we also have a Tuesday class, uh, which I tend to, you know, last week was on facts and rumors in the Yuga ecosystem <laughs> or two weeks ago. And then I was literally telling people that dogs need to go up. Uh, and then they went up in the middle of the chat. So that was my prophetic moment. Uh, but yeah, we're very focused on that. And then you'll often find people just hanging out in cafe chat over here, just analyzing and talking about the market some of the whitelist opportunities we've been given and so on and so forth. So we're very education focused. We want to keep our knives sharp. You know, I think, I think the unifying factor amongst all of us over here is we have a lot of conviction in Web3, okay? And we have a lot of conviction that the 1% really will play out, right? Meaning uh, not all NFT projects are created equal. In a bull market, everything goes up. But in, in our general sense is that we are trying to chase the very best. We are much more comparable to Berkshire Hathaway than anything else. And so to that end, you know, many of the people over here have never used their catnip. They don't buy whitelist spots, but they come to this discussions because the education and the kind of keeping ourselves sharp and understanding the subtle differences of why is one project pumping or not, right? Why, you know, why is, is, is the meta working uh, in one way and not in another way is so important, right? And so we're trying to keep up with everything and keep ourselves very sharp. And it's a very kind of important focus over here. We call it kind of our, you know, business lounge and think tank aspect of, of this group. The term DAO, I just want to move away from only because I think that it's been so abused as a marketing term and so misunderstood, right? I think that the term DAO should belong to people like the Ethereum Foundation uh, or protocol DAOs, right? I think that's what people expect. Whereas when we're both trying to explain to Web3 native people and to the general community, we are a collector's club or we are a community, uh, community project uh, with a focus on Web3, right? We much more resemble a normal corporation or mutual fund or something like that. And so I think the term just does disservice in adding an extra layer of confusion because we're not that decentralized. Your vote is decentralized, right? When we put up a snapshot, you know, your vote is completely decentralized and that's the beauty of everything being on chain. 
but our discussions are not decentralized. Our council is not decentralized. You know, our funds, yes, we take best practices for security of holding our funds in multi-sigs and stuff. We take that damn seriously. But yes, you know, it could be breached, right? It's not completely locked away via a protocol vote. There are a number of people, the councillors, a majority of the council, three out of five, can actively get to it and do things with it, right? So I, I'm just hoping that some of these terms like NFTs get replaced by digital collectibles, that we stop saying these words like ERC20, no one gives a shit, that we stop just throwing the word metaverse and DAO everywhere and rather say what they are, right? I want other side to be called a virtual world. I don't want this metaverse term thrown all around because then people start thinking Ready Player One and, and that stupid um, VR chat by Facebook, right? Uh, so branding and words matter. And I'm hoping that in 2023, as the kind of, you know, the, the, the real big companies arrive and not just the, the high Paris marketing teams and clever marketing teams out of LA, that we start to use terms that people understand that actually mean what we're trying to say. And so for Fat Cats, we are a, 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 a collector's club that is focused heavily on blue chip NFT brands and digital collectibles. And our sister DAO Crown Capital is heavily focused on virtual worlds and blockchain games, right? I think that is much clearer language that helps everyone understand what the hell we're doing. Right. So, so man, it's, it's funny, you know, how you talk about that because, and then you're using the, the California references because they really sounded like you know just like pioneers right we're pioneers over here going to the quote-unquote gold rush right people think it's all gold but in fact you don't know what the hell is going on so they just give it some general term because they don't know what it is and then when we're here oh wow we all can't strike gold well some of us have to fish and some of us have to sell this and do make clothes and yeah, it's a bunch of different stuff going on, man. So I think it's just come from a, a fact of, man, people just jumped out and did it and didn't know really know what the hell was going on. And some of them actually made it and still didn't really know and are, you know, on the job training. So, but I appreciate people like, you know, the fat cats that are sitting back doing their research and, you know, looking for stuff like that and trying to find stuff that makes sense. Like you say, the Yuga ecosystem. And with that being said, man, what do you think about the um the mutant hounds, man? I know that's not really the Yuga ecosystem, but it, it damn sure kind of seems like it because I've seen them in some of those other side commercials and stuff like that, or at least maybe fan made. Yeah. So so I mean, just just to your previous point as well, I I like to think of the place for fat cats as um you know as I say, I often compare it to Berkshire Hathaway, you know, to Warren Buffett, and I I really do think I need to give a class still on value investing and libertarianism. I think you know I throw these terms around a lot, and everyone just nods their head at me, and I do think it might be time to have a little bit of a chat on that as we enter kind of the new regulatory space. But in very simple terms, I think of fat cats as you know my own story right as i came into the space with two thousand dollars and then before i knew it i had a quarter of a million i was like i can't think about money the same way right now i'm sitting on uh, my retirement right i i really have to uh yes i'm going to continue doing what made me this money being a dj and doing trades and things but i also have to think in terms of asset protection and uh, you know, slow, steady, consistent growth, right? In other words, the downside becomes more and more important the more money you have. 
And so to me, Fat Cats was about saying to people, look, we know mutual funds work, right? We know uh, well-implemented, stable, consistent strategies in different asset classes, whether it be real estate or stocks, works. Let's bring that here. Yes, we have to be careful right, with look at, look at Cardone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's bring that here. And so Fat Cats to me was all about people who are either in Web3 doing active trading, being great DJs, and are saying, look, don't do your DGEN stuff. Go and mint every fucking DGEN project and flip, but bring some of that money and store it with us, right? Let us be your store of wealth so that you can kind of sleep at night that you've parked some over there and you know that, yes, we might miss on some of the 10x gains, but you're not going to come back tomorrow and it's worth zero, right? If you go and look at our floor price, we've pretty much been a, a, a stable coin ourselves, you know, for north of seven months, right? And then the second right. group is, you know, if you go and look at, uh, I would say our top, 20 whales most of them are what i call business people minding their own business right one of them is a successful surgeon he likes to come and check in here once a month and then go back to his work right he doesn't have time to come and mint every project he you know he he, he deals with his thoma by knowing that you know if he dollar cost average into fat cats all the time he's got a kind of you know piece of this great web three pie uh, similarly, you know, one of our, 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 our first counsel emeritus who, you know, who was, who was the counselor before Pearl, um, he is busy running a whole gaming company, right? He's heavily focused on blockchain games. So to him or another one like Lisey or a few others, having a piece of Fat Cats is their kind of diversification into brands and, 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 and collect digital collectibles while they focus on another aspect of the technology. So I think that that's who we appeal to. It's people that have understood traditional kind of mutual funds and stuff. And yes, so yeah, doing that gold digging and maybe getting an opportunity every so often and getting in on an art gobblers and making an amazing 10 or 100x, but then taking some of that wealth uh, and storing it for the long term. And then also some people who are very smart and sophisticated, they're able to weigh in on votes over here, but they are very busy doing their own thing. So that's to your previous point. As to mutant hounds, you know, this is an, it's an amazing story because I was sitting there for four and a half months and I can tell you that it's not officially connected to Yuga. Uh, Lior.eth is a fabulous guy. I've spoken to him numerous times. In fact, I've, I've bought and sold mutants from Lior, a great guy. And, you know, in long story short, the idea behind mutant hounds was a, you know, a, a, maybe a bit of a classier derivative, right? I think it's better to look at mutant hounds as something like, um, um, Jenkins of LA, right? Jenkins of LA was taking Board Ape IP and building out an entire storytelling ecosystem and 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 stuff for a specific Board Ape. <coughs> Excuse me. But whereas um, Mutant Hounds was like, look, you know, Yuga's very focused on the Board Ape and the the storyline behind coders and other side. This is a fantastic opportunity for us to expand the IP for um you know mutants let's make mutant hounds and the idea for lior you know again i think the art has been beautiful the execution has been beautiful the man has spent money they haven't cut corners they built a community but the idea was twofold they would do storytelling right they would expand the story they would kind of say that mutants are like the second class citizens the underdogs they've been mutated they're kind of running these mafia cartels and things right it's, that's why it's called the mutant cartel the OG thing is a mutant cartel, and it's an oath, you've sworn allegiance, right? 
And then they would have that storytelling expanding with the first product being the mutant hound. And then the second aspect would be fencing. They, they intend to kind of do a 10K TF like a co-op in other side. Unfortunately for them, I think the storytelling meta got run away with, right? Like other people went with the storytelling meta. You know, we, pe people have got a little bit bored of that. And then secondly, um, you know, this whole kind of co-op thing, lo and behold, Yuga themselves went and bought 10K TF, right? But I think Mutant Hounds just minted at this perfect time, uh, you know, when we were in a bit of a semi-bull right now anyway, and because Lior has so many contacts, that it has not been treated as just a normal derivative. And, you know, narratives run wild. Narratives are the real energy of the space, and people have assumed it is genuinely connected, and so it's benefiting tremendously. Look, if you're playing it, play the volume, but I, I you know, we're not even looking at it yet uh, for an emerging blue chip. That's what I can say about that. You know, we're not even looking at it as an emerging blue chip. It's definitely in the status of a very interesting volume play right now. Uh, there's a lot going on over there. The best case scenario, though, for Lior will be fake it until you make it, right? Meaning, just like I think creeps blew up much faster than they ever expected to, and that gave Dom and Joe a situation where they could now go to Seth Green and all these other people and go, hey, Let's do something together, right? I think similarly, Mutant Hounds is in a situation right now where they've got so much volume and so many eyes like Goblin Town had that if Lior is smart about this, he goes to some legitimate brand and says, you know, we're building this co-op in other side soon, right? We're going to have this fencing operation, which is basically merchandise stores and stuff. We've got tons of mutants that will put their IP towards this. Let's, you know, bring on, on all these big brands and, and, and do what 10KTF is doing. And you know, they're big enough now that I, I think they could fake it till they make it. They've also got an enormous war chest. So, you know, don't, 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 I think don't, don't buy into the idea that they're officially Yuga. They are not, but also don't completely. Yeah, they are already. Yeah. But don't knock them off as a, <laughs> as a dead derivative, like, you know, like, uh, remember those, is. those kitty people that did those, like, eight, the, like the, the Japanese ape society and stuff like that. They're definitely not a normal derivative, so don't wipe them off completely. Keep watching them, I would say. Look, bro, I did, man. I, I totally did. But luckily for me, it was, it was while they were minting. Um, I was like, man, because I, I literally thought it was the, a piece of the Yuga Lab, you know, just off seeing a lot of the people, a lot of the followers, Looking at the board at Kennel Club, and I'm like, okay, if that's more or less, kind of, those dogs look kind of, you know, super cute, you know, compared to everything else. And I'm like, maybe this is the mutant to that dog, you know, and I'm like, maybe it's like in the family. And I, I end up jumping in around um, 0.29. Um, so it was like, wow, you know, I end up making decent profit and I got out. I totally, you know, didn't get maximized that opportunity but like you were saying earlier we're not worried about maximizing opportunities it's just about looking at numbers profiting and things of that nature but man it, I, I bought in on that assumption just off of seeing the people and, and just everybody fooling with it man but you're right as now you know yeah it'd be trouble buying in because it's, it's super high but um yeah, man, it's it's pretty cool, man. But y'all seem you seem super knowledgeable, man. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to uh, you know, I'm part of a few communities, uh, you know, just a Llamaverse, uh, the Creeps, and a bunch of other ones, RCC and stuff like that. But I like what you're doing here, man. I think I'm gonna have to um, you know, get me a cat or two and uh, 
kind of see. And another thing I was asking, wanting to know, man, I know how you were saying people, you know, certain people didn't have like a lot of time. For instance, if I have one cat and someone else has, you know, you know, a hundred fat cats, is our our votes like, for instance, voting on a certain issue, both one to one votes, or, or or does the person that has a hundred cats vote weigh a little bit heavier? So we're we're very happily capitalists over here when it comes to when it comes to anything to do with finances, right? Anything to do with the asset allocation of this DAO, those will become formal snapshots, and those are pro rata to the amount of cats you hold. So if you hold a hundred cats, you have a hundred votes. For example, when we minted, I bought five uh, percent of the DAO, right? I bought over two hundred and fifty fat cats, right? Because I. I, I kind of know the founder, and so you know I think I can push him in the right direction, right? Um, so yes, when it comes to financial stuff, we consider ourselves to be like a normal corporation. The more skin in the game you have, the more say you have on your fucking bags, right? That's the kind of view we have on that. And and also when it came to whitelist opportunities, when that was very big and raffles, we do try to weight that in favor. Um, of our whales so that, you know, again, they get the opportunities that they want, right? So when we do a raffle, you know, you get one entry for a goblin, which is our, our entry pass, two for a fat cat, and then it goes up and up and up accordingly, right? And similarly for catnip, which is the currency you can use to buy things, uh, which is just a server token, right? It's not an ERC-20 token, uh, that you get more based on the number of fat cats you hold. But for anything that's not financial related, and you know, many of you will see we've got a poll channel now. So if we're making a merchandise item uh, or if we want to know what people think uh, about a certain art style or something, that we will just poll the community, right? Because there, the number of people interested in something is far more important to us than how big of a whale you are, right? So that's how we try to divide it. When it's financially important, we must keep it pro rata uh, accordingly. But when it is not financially important, when it comes to like, when is a good time for a chat or an AMA or a discussion or what's your view on merch or what's your view on this, then it's one person, one vote. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, man, appreciate it. I appreciate the time and man, just the clarity and, um, you know, man, what you're doing out here for the community, bro. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. All right, everyone. And, you know, just as a final thought on what Lambdors is saying, Whenever in you know, we in general, as a, you know, as kind of a fund of funds, we heavily focus, of course, on being conservative, right? We've tried to expand now to be a bit more aggressive, but we're always going to be more conservative than you yourself could be because it takes us time to maneuver, right? We've got multi-sigs, we've got hardware wallets, we've got to get council approval. But as a general rule, you know, more than ever, the thing you want to be looking for when you're doing trading and things these days is volume. Right. You know, it, you don't have to believe in a project like Mutant Cut Hounds to to make money from them if you're watching the volume. And so become an expert at understanding volume, because where there's volume and where there's movement, those are opportunities. And, you know, for those of you who are not yet good traders, you know, I, I really recommend that you look at some of the external offer that's coming in and stuff like that, because. You know, Nadia and Range and others are good traders and they are often talking about it or posting what they're doing or giving you, you know, YouTube videos that you can go and look at to learn how to, you know, look at charts and stuff like that. Because, you know, so many opportunities I think will continue to come, you know, whether it be the Trump cards or the mutant hounds, you don't have to have absolute conviction in the project. That's our job to look for those, right, where we're looking for a project that is an underlying good company or building a good brand. But you as a trader, you want to make funds, you know, 
go for it. You know, just take the time to understand the basics of technical analysis and of volume. Uh, use money that you're willing to lose. And I think that's a, a very good approach. All right, everyone. Well, we've, we've gone half an hour over the hour. This has been fantastic. I missed you all. Uh, and so nice to see some new faces here as well coming and asking dope, really potent questions. Um, but you know what? We're getting lots of new people in the server. Please greet them. Please welcome them. Uh, you know, I love that we've got a culture here of open asking and questions. You know, a lot of people say, what the hell is the purpose of fat cats and stuff? These are good questions. They're entitled to ask those questions. Let's also give them good answers as well. Direct them to these AMAs, uh, direct them to the mentors, try answer them yourselves. And you know what, if they ask you a question that you don't know the answer to, tag me or tag one of the counselors because if they're thinking it and you're thinking it, we're all thinking it. All right, everyone, you have yourselves a fantastic weekend. Um, for anyone following along with kind of the trading we're doing, you really wanna be watching just, you know, even if you can't afford to be in it, you want to be watching the Yuga assets very closely right now, and you want to be following uh, the Zuki assets as well. And then, as we said earlier, you know, those people making those whales making profits will likely filter that down into some of the what we call emerging blue chips. So, ex you know, expect to see some runs there as well. And then, of course, on the weekend, we're expecting a big drop from meme land. Um, you know, that is going to be, I think, quite an historical movement. Uh, that you know itself might make people very bullish on the ecosystem again, so we might see another little rally. And then lastly, as a reminder, if you got a whitelist spot or based as fuck, please go and mint. The mint price is 0.08 ETH. The floor is north of 0.2 right now. Free money, I think we were given quite a large allocation, I think over 50 spots. So many of you should have got uh, a whitelist opportunity. Awesome. All right, everyone. Talk to you soon. Cheers.